All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Bud Mishkin, and these are today's top local stories. Up in the morning and out to school. Today in the five boroughs for the first day of school. With the heat advisory, public schools are limiting outdoor activities and moving any strenuous activities indoors. Mayor Adams and schools Chancellor David Banks and UFT President Michael Mulgrew kicked off the school year at PS 121 in the Bronx, and so did our Glenn Shuck. The major announcement from the mayor and schools chancellor here at PS 121 is that they will allow 500 tenured teachers to switch over without penalty and start teaching language instead to the thousands of migrants entering the system. Adams and Chancellor Banks with Chloe, the star of the day here. And I am just so happy to be here on the first day of school. The energy, man, this is like some good stuff. It's amazing, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So so happy to be out here with everybody and be here with our mayor. Uh, Chloe is our, our fifth grade student, and her name is Chloe President. So everybody, when you address her, make sure you address her Madam as Madam President. <laughs> That's right. As for a possible school bus strike, the negotiations go on, but it could happen Monday. Glenn Shuck, 1010 wins, a 92.3 FM in the Allerton section of the Bronx. As for the migrant children now in the public school system in New York, Chancellor Banks says there's plenty of room for these children in the public schools. As for a potential school bus strike, the union has said that service would run normally today and tomorrow, but all bets are off beyond that. My words, not theirs. A potential strike could impact up to 30,000, sorry, 80,000 students in the public school system some 25,000 of whom have special needs. This is UFT President Michael Mulgrew. We know we have an impending bus strike. Hopefully it doesn't happen. If it happens, guess what? We're all going to do things. We're going to figure it out. Schools were already, there's a contingency plan for the city. But let's be clear, schools are already putting their own contingency plans together. And the contingency, contingency plan from the city that's been introduced includes students being given metro cards if they can take mass transit. If that's not an option, families would be reimbursed for alternative transportation. In some cases, the city may provide rideshare services. I've never been a big fan of oysters, specifically eating them, but if you are, you might want to think twice these days. The FDA has issued an advisory about some oysters being harvested in Groton, Connecticut. FDA is concerned that the oysters may be contaminated. They were sold to retailers and distributors in five states, including Connecticut and New York, though not New Jersey. The FDA advises that contaminated oysters can cause illness, especially if eaten raw. The results, suffice it to say, a variety of gastrointestinal unpleasantness. They're back, kind of. They being office workers. Real Estate Board of New York has released a study indicating that Manhattan offices had the most in-office workers during the second quarter since the start of COVID, 64% of the pre-COVID baseline. Marla Diamond with more on the story. If the gridlock traffic in Midtown is any indication, people are back in the office. Michael works in finance. Tuesday was the first day. It went from like 40% full to about 95% full on on Tuesday. Uh, Were you told by your employer to get back to the office? 
No, I think it was just assumed. Danielle, an apparel company salesperson in Midtown, is still on a hybrid schedule, coming in three days a week and working two from home. I mean, our office is definitely pretty full, but there's still some empty spaces. It's not 100% full. I also think people just downsized after COVID, so they never completely filled up the desks, even after that, even if you had to come in every day. Giving up floors that remain unrented. Marla Diamond, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM in Midtown. On Long Island, it's quite a day for the, for, or quite a time, I should say, for the Moritz family. Sophia Hall has followed this story since 2020. Madeline and Bill Moritz have been to hell and back. In fact, that's the title of her new book. After Madeline had a stem cell transplant last November, she is now in remission from cancer. To prevent Bill from having to go on dialysis, and because she can no longer donate her kidney, a friend from work has stepped up. She's also a match. The surgery will happen next week. He's obviously been my hero through my whole leukemia phase here. Now it's my turn to step up to the plate and help him. He's a little nervous, obviously, about the surgery, but he's very excited and he's very grateful. The couple has three children. And I think it's very comforting for them to know that they have two parents that just love them so much. Sophia Hall, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM on Long Island. The U.S. Justice Department is condemning some New Jersey state-run veterans' homes, saying they suffered a, quote, systemic inability to keep residents safe during the pandemic. DOJ released a report this afternoon focusing on the homes in Menlo Park and Paramus, outlining failures on multiple levels, including poor communication and a lack of staff competency. These issues allowed COVID to easily spread throughout the facilities. That's according to the report. It also found that even after the U.S. Veterans Affairs Department visited New Jersey to help in 2020, the state failed to implement their recommendations. More than 200 residents of the homes died during the pandemic. Governor Murphy issued a statement saying the report is a deeply disturbing reminder of the poor treatment of our veterans. And he says his administration has already put processes in place to improve conditions. But the report makes clear there's more work to do. In New Jersey, the four-decade-old Baby Mary case has, according to investigators, been solved. They called her Baby Mary. Her lifeless body discovered on Christmas Eve 39 years ago. Two boys reported finding a deceased newborn in a remote wooded area. Morris County Prosecutor Robert Carroll says it was determined a homicide. Using new technology, law enforcement networking in three states, investigators were recently able to identify baby Mary's mother and father. Carroll says the parents were both teens at the time. Since then, the father passed away. The mother has been charged with manslaughter as a juvenile. Officials remind troubled parents that new laws allow them to give up a child safely and anonymously. Julia Papa, 1010 Winds on 92.3 FM. Winds News Time 307. An international team of experts has reached an American trapped more than 3,200 feet under the ground. Mark Dickey became sick during his expedition in the Morka Cave in southern Turkey. He's a member of the New Jersey Cave and Wilderness Rescue Organization. They say the 40-year-old has been bleeding from his stomach. Rescuers reached him in the cave last night and in a video says he still needs some help. I look forward to working with everyone to safely get myself out with their assistance. Um, as you can see, I'm up, I'm alert, I'm talking, uh, but I'm not healed on the inside yet, so... I'm going to need a lot of help to get out of here. 
Dickey said rescuers got to him just in time, as he was, in his words, very close to the edge. It'll still take several days to get Dickey safely out of the cave. As we prepare to commemorate the anniversary of 9-11 next week, the World Trade Center is welcoming its newest addition, a theater complex known as the Perlman Performing Arts Center. It's two decades in the making, though it's not exactly what you might imagine to be a monument in that area. Organizers say the performance space can be a place where people celebrate the resilience of New Yorkers and the country. The curtains will rise on September 19th with its first five concerts focused on the theme of refuge. Police in Nassau County have arrested an alleged gang member who they say is behind a deadly shooting at a party in Valley Stream last month. 21-year-old Kyle Matthews of Far Rockaway is facing secondary murder and weapons charges for allegedly opening fire on an illegal party at an event space on Ocean Avenue. A Brooklyn man, 20-year-old DeAndre Carter, was killed and four other people were injured, including a 12-year-old boy. Uh, Matthews denied being the shooter as he walked out of police headquarters today. Authorities say he's an alleged Bloods gang member and that the party was hosted by the Crips, though none of the victims are affiliated with that gang. Thanks for listening to the All Local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 